back to the Saints Church Podcast, where we are continuing our Brick by Brick series. This week, we've got Pastor Jeremy bringing the word, so let's jump in. Hey, Saints Church, so good to be with you today. Uh, if you have your Bibles, why don't you turn in them to Proverbs chapter 24, and we're going to look at verse 3 and 4, and we're continuing our series called Brick by brick. As we build and as we move in life, there is a process, there is a timeline. Sometimes it doesn't go as fast as we'd like. Sometimes it doesn't always work out the way we'd like, but there is something towards building our lives, our house, our home, but also God's house and the things that he is calling us to in life. And and it happens brick by brick. Proverbs 24 verse 3 to 4 says this, through wisdom, a house is built and by understanding it's established. By knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. The Amplified says this, through skillful and godly wisdom, a house or a life or a home or a family is built. And by understanding, it's established on a sound and good foundation. And by knowledge, its rooms are filled with precious and pleasant riches. Some translations say with all spiritual riches and blessings. And as we talk about this series, as we talk about brick by brick, what we want to lean into and we want to understand that God is building his house. He's building your house. He's building my house. He's building our families and he's building the family as we come together. And oftentimes we face things in this building process that we have to submit, surrender, and lean into by the grace of God. But God wants us to do it with wisdom. He wants us to do it with godliness, with understanding. He wants us to find the right foundations. And as we talk about those things, we're believing that God will build his church. We're believing that God will build uh, local houses, but also the houses and families and lives of people that he's calling close to himself. And when we take the pieces of our lives and families and what God is doing and different families in the house of God, and we start working together and moving together, there is a proper placement and there are pieces and there is an order to all of those things if we are going to be those who continue to build what God is calling to. And it's a process. And if you're anything like me, process isn't your favorite thing. I understand process. I like process when I get to pick the process, but sometimes waiting and being in process is one of the hardest things that we can ever do and face. And today, as I share, one of, one of the things I want to lean into is I've been feeling prophetically lately, and I feel uh, uh, about where we've been at as a church, or maybe where your family's at, that God wanted me to share a few things. And a couple things I want you to know, and what I'm going to start with today is sometimes when it comes to building with God, it's going to feel like you're being asked to build with bricks that have no straw. It's like you're being asked to make bricks without straw. And what does that mean? Well, in the Old Testament, in Exodus chapter 5, if you want to look that up and you want to look there later, Exodus chapter 5, verse 5 to 22, there's a story about God getting ready to do something. And and there was a a decree of Pharaoh at the time saying that, you know what, I'm going to make things more difficult. You're going to have to build. You're going to have to make bricks without straw. And what does this mean? Really, the overall meaning before we get into this is that you're trying to build something with all your might with everything you have and it still feels like you don't have what it takes or you're lacking the necessary things to be able to build and to move forward in what God's calling you to do. And in Exodus chapter 5, Moses comes back 
to the people in Egypt. The children of Israel have been in slavery for years. They've been working in Egypt, but amongst all of that, they do their jobs. They offer sacrifices. They praise God. They're still walking with him. They're probably questioning the thought, the idea of a promised land seems so far off, but they they know God has made promises. They said that they're going to be moving. They're going to be building. And on the doorstep of deliverance and the day that God begins to move, Moses shows up. He goes to Pharaoh and he says, God wants you to let his people go. Would you let us go into the wilderness so we can worship, so we can seek God? And Pharaoh gets irate and he says, you're just lazy and I'm going to, I'm going to make it even harder on you. And in Exodus chapter five, verse six to eight, it says this, the same day Pharaoh sent this order to the Egyptian slave drivers and to the Israelite foremen. Don't supply any more straw for making bricks. Make the people get it themselves, but still require them to make the same number of bricks as before. Don't reduce the quota. They're just lazy. That's why they're crying out. Let's go and saying, let's go off. Let us go offer sacrifices to our God. I think often at times it feels like we're being asked to build something. We're trying, we're trying to move forward. We're, we're working on everything that we can and to keep going in the midst of all of this stuff. It doesn't feel like progress is coming. It doesn't feel like we're getting ahead. We're trying to honor God with our family. We're trying to honor God in what he asks of us. We're trying to do all the right things. And honestly, it seems like when we're just trying to do the right things and we're asking God to move and do something that the minute God starts getting ready to move, everything just seems to get more difficult. And I want us to know that in this life, there will be seasons where it feels like we're trying to make bricks without straw because the tyranny of this world and sin and the fallenness and brokenness of life on this side of eternity is not getting better. The pride of life, the things that the Bible describes as the things that separate us from God are prevalent, they prevail, they're, they're very present in our day-to-day life and, and, and we feel the effects of those things and sometimes it feels like in the midst of God asking us to do something or we hear this word that God is going to move or we believe him for something, it feels like life just gets harder. Like this is exactly what happened. Moses comes, says, God's going to deliver you. He goes and he talks to Pharaoh. Pharaoh makes a decree. He goes, yeah, you're just being lazy. This is going to get more difficult. And and this is what happens. The people are now mad at Moses. Moses is now mad at God. And at the end of Exodus chapter 5, God says to Moses, he says, you know what? Just wait and see what I'm about to do. And sometimes we're in the middle of life and we're in these seasons and God's saying, just wait, just see what I'm about to do. And we're like, God, are you kidding me? In this season where I've tried and I've tried and I've worked and I've moved and I've done all of these things and it just seems to keep piling on, it seems to keep getting worse. You're telling me you're about to do something. And the interesting thing in this story was at one point, the children of Israel cried out to God for deliverance, for hope, for what he wants to do. And at this point, they now turn back to Pharaoh and they're saying, why aren't you making it easier on us? Why don't you help us out a little bit? And I'm not trying to get into any parallels, but it feels like in this time, in this day, maybe in your family, in your business, in your home life, in the church, it feels like we've been trying to do all the right things and the necessary 
necessary pieces that we're so used to have been taken away. But can I tell you, God wants us to understand that he can still work and he can still move even when it's difficult. But we've been scattered and we've been stressed and we've been moving around trying to find a way to make things happen. But it reminds us that if we run around and we're trying to look for what only God can give in different places, it still leaves us frustrated, fighting, not understanding the season that we're in. Exodus chapter 5 verse 12, it says, So the people scattered throughout the land of Egypt in search of stubble to use a straw. They were just trying to grab everything and anything to try and make things happen. And it reminds us that there will be seasons in life where we're trying to build, we're trying to continue on for our families, for their future, for the house of God, for what he's asking us to do. And we cannot look to the world for the solution to these burdens. The world doesn't have an answer for us. But it doesn't mean that God is unable or is not working in the midst of the difficult season. Brick by brick, we have to keep building, we have to keep moving, but there are seasons it feels like we're trying to make bricks without straw. The second thing I want you to know, because I've really been stirred in my heart, is that sometimes we get put on this journey and we start moving and we start saying, God, okay, we know you're doing something. We know that you want us to move. And this is where we shift into the books of Ezra and Nehemiah, where there was a stir in the people of God to rebuild the temple, to rebuild what God wanted to do. This was even in the heart of the kings of the four nations. Babylon is fallen. Cyrus the Great puts out this proclamation that the people should be able to go back. I'm sure these families had heard stories about what God had done and what Jerusalem was like and what it was like to be their own people. We're finally going back. And can I tell you, sometimes we get these encouragements, we get these moments, we have this future, we have a glimpse of what's going to happen. And know what happens sometimes along the journey? We get asked to start building something and we arrive at the starting point and it feels like there is nothing left but shattered pieces and brokenness from what once was. I mean, I can only imagine in the books of Ezra and Nehemiah that as people start going back to their cities, as they start going back to Jerusalem, they start going back to the temple and where it was, and they remember the former glory. They remember what it was like, what it once was, and they get there, and there was maybe a little bit of hope on the journey, and they risk their lives, and they say, God, we're going to do what you're calling us to do, and they arrive, and they find the city in ruins. And maybe that's how you felt. Maybe you felt like I'm trying to build, I'm trying to do what God wants me to do. And I start looking at the pieces of my life, my family, my home, the people around me, and it just seems like everything is decimated. It feels like it's in ruins. Life isn't the same. Work isn't the same. Relationships aren't the same. The house of God isn't the same. And yet God is saying, I want you to build. I want you to keep moving. I want you to work. Can I tell you that building is work? But there are moments in your life and my life when our work and our weariness collide with our brokenness. And we really just get so 
in tune to understand that we can't do it on our own. Have you ever faced those moments where you just look at life and you're like, God, I cannot do this on my own. I don't know how to reconcile the brokenness, the pieces, the scattered nature of everything around me, but deep down at some place in your heart, you know God is asking you to keep working, to keep building, and thank God He is not oblivious to our weariness, to our brokenness. He wants to be involved in those areas. He wants to help us, but it comes to a place of surrender in us that says, God, we'll keep doing what you've called us to. We'll keep moving in the direction you're leading us, but I can't do it on my own. I need your strength. I need your grace. I need your Holy Spirit to work in my life. And often we're trying to expect things to be what they were and maybe they can't be anymore. We can't always expect everything to be what it was, but what we can do is we can start from where we're at right here, right now and say, God, I'm going to make a commitment. I'm going to keep building. I'm going to keep trusting you. I'm going to keep following you. You see, the third thing I want you to know is that God's order was revealed for building brick by brick in Ezra and Nehemiah. It was the altar, it was the temple, and then it was the walls. And in Ezra chapter 3, verse 1 to 3, it says this, And when the seventh month had come, the children of Israel were in the cities. The people were gathered together as one man to Jerusalem. Then Jeshua, the son of Josedach, and his brethren, the priests, and Zerubbabel, and the son of Shealti, and his brethren, arose, and they built the altar of the God of Israel to offer burnt offerings on it, as written in the law of Moses, the man of God. Though fear had come upon them because of the people of those countries, it says that they, they didn't know if people would understand what was going on. They set the altar on its bases and they offered burnt offerings on it to the Lord, both morning and evening burnt offerings. I've been very attuned to try and reconcile sometimes in our lives when we face these seasons of God, why and how and what next and how do we encourage people? How do we encourage ourselves? How do we keep moving? God, what, what am I supposed to do when, when life feels like this? What, what am I supposed to do in the midst of this weariness and brokenness? And God, you're obviously still moving. You're obviously still calling us to build because there's people that need the house of God. There's people that need my family and my, my friend's family and your family because without us, they, they aren't hearing about who God is and how he wants to walk with them. But even we face seasons where we're saying, God, I, I don't I don't even know where you are in the midst of this and and how do I respond and I really felt the Holy Spirit push me into hearing three responses we can lean into if we are going to keep building in this season and the first response I believe we can have in our hearts to keep building is that we can start by building an altar I don't know a lot about life and about how everything should work. I, I, I really don't pride myself on being super, what's the word, super uh, 
not educated, but like knowing everything. But what I do know is that when it comes to the presence of God and when it comes to God working in your life and moving in your life, something, sometimes the best thing that you and I can do when we're staring at the shattered, scattered, broken pieces of our life, of our home, of our friends, of our family, of our churches. Yes, we can be angry, we can lash out, we can say a whole lot of things, or we can start gathering the pieces and we can start building an altar. And we can start laying them and positioning them and putting them in a place where we say, God, no matter what's been, no matter what is, no matter how I feel, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put the pieces together and I'm going to build an altar, a place for your presence to come and intervene and move and dwell. See, one of the first things we should do when we don't know what to do is to start gathering the pieces and build an altar brick by brick, piece by piece, and say, I'm going to get my heart in a place where, God, your presence can dwell and come and speak to me. God, everything's scattered and shattered. Well, I'm going to gather those things, and I'm going to put them at your feet, and I'm going to trust for you to work in the midst of my surrender. See, this is what they did. They built the altar first. They didn't build the temple first. They didn't build everything else first. They built the altar first. So morning and evening, day by day, week after week, there was a place of surrender before God as they offered sacrifices to him saying, God, I'm here. I'm ready to listen. I'm ready to encounter you. I'm ready to see what you want to do. And so wherever you're at in life, whether it's completely horrible, whether you're in the best season you've ever had, one of the best things you can do if you're going to keep building with God is make sure you build an altar, a place to encounter Jesus day in and day out. Number two, I, I felt the Holy Spirit say that it's not enough just to build an altar. We need to invite Jesus in to be present in all the broken pieces of our lives as we start rebuilding. You see, it's one thing to build an altar, and it's one thing to gather all the pieces together and just stare at them. And if I hold this piece of my life and that piece of my life and then this piece of my life, and I start looking at all of these things and wondering, God, why is it not stacking up? Why is it not working out? When we invite Jesus in to speak to those areas, to work in our lives, to be the help that we need day by day, I believe there's going to be moments and times where he says, you don't need to build with that brick of frustration anymore. You don't need to build with that brick of brokenness. Or he'll say, this brick belongs here because it's changed who you are and, and you're becoming who I've called you to be. And, and when we invite Jesus to speak into those areas, the pieces start stacking together. And all we see is a pile of brokenness. But what God is building, we might not see it yet. But we have to trust that he knows what he's doing. So we can build an altar and we can invite Jesus in. But lastly, I really felt the Holy Spirit prompt me to say that we need to set our affection on building God's house, not just our own house. The craziest thing that in the seasons of life and we're all dealing with stuff and we're all dealing with things and areas that maybe people don't even know about. 
God calls us to set our affection on his house and our house. We have to take care of both. Why? Because there is a purpose and there is a plan and a pattern in the house of God. You see, David in 1 Chronicles, David had such a desire to build the house of God, and it was because David understood the benefits, he understood the blessing, he understood the purpose and the placement of the house of God for families and people as the centerpiece for them living a godly life and faith and trust in what God was going to do. And sometimes I think it's hard for us to set our affection on God's house and to build the house and to build what God is wanting to build because we don't fully understand it. First Chronicles 29 verse 3 says, Moreover, because I've set my affection on the house of my God, I have given to the house of my God over and above all that I have prepared for the holy house, my own special treasure of gold and silver. David prepared an offering. He prepared a sacrifice. He prepared to give to the house of God because he believed in it, because he understood it. And often I think we find this difficult, setting our affection on serving, giving, being involved, seeing what God wants to do through the corporate vision because we're preoccupied. And in a lot of situations, rightfully so, because I will not minimize some of the things that your family is facing. But when we understand the purpose of God's house, we would begin to see that there are things that Jesus is trying to do, that he's trying to put back together. And we need to know what the house of God is. Because if we knew what his house was really about, and we made it about the right things, not all the things that's become that have little to no value or importance to people who need Jesus, we would begin to see again that God's house is a place of refuge. It's a place of healing. It's a place of strength. It's a help place. It's a place to grow. It's a place to raise families. It's a place to be covered. It's a place to cover other people. It's a place to connect. It's a place to be built up. And it is a place of coming and going. It is not the be all end all, but it is the thing that we can come into and be a part of when we understand we need to encounter Jesus. And there's just seasons and moments where we're not okay but God didn't mean for us to walk out those seasons of our life alone and he created a space and a place in his house for us to come out of all the things we face in life and in the world and to be covered and to grow and to find grace and to be with other people and to encounter Jesus so when we go back out through the gates we carry the hope and the things that we find by being established in the house of God. Brick by brick, whatever season of life you're in, God is building you. And it might feel like everything's in pieces. It might feel like you're trying to create bricks without straw, make something out of nothing. But I want you to know, if we would build an altar, if we would invite Jesus in, if we would set our affection on the importance and the purpose of being connected to the house of God, we would begin to find a renewed strength, a peace, a fruitfulness, an established foundation to continue to build what God's calling us to build for all the days of our lives. I just want to pray as we close. Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you that you care about your people. I thank you that you care about where each of us are at. 
And God, I pray that in these moments and in this time, you would speak to us. You would draw us close. For those that are gathering the pieces of their life and they're, they're building that altar, God, would you meet them in this moment? Because we're going to trust you to lead us. We're going to trust you to continue to guide us as we build brick by brick and follow you one step at a time. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for tuning into the Saints Church podcast. We'll be continuing this series next week, and we hope to see you there.